Howdy do, buckaroos. This is the after show with your hosts, Kelly Gamont, and with me this evening, the formerly stuffy, for I am the currently stuffy host of the show, the formerly stuffy host of the show, Mike Rose. How are you, Mike? I am I am formerly stuffy, but currently clear. It feels like we can only have one of us be <laughs> non-stuffy at any given moment, which is very depressing. Yeah. It, it really is. And it would be less depressing if I had easier access to Sudafed because oh it's God. just a sinus issue. I know what it is and I know how to fix it. And yeah, it's just such a pain in the neck. Anyway. Yeah, the, the controlling of substances has perhaps reached a, a, an unfortunate um, uncanny valley when in fact it's harder for you to get antihistamine or decongestants yes. than other things that you could get. Yeah, because for those of you who don't remember, I'm in Oregon where it's legal now. And if you don't know what it is, um, you should. I'm not sure how you ended up in listening to our show, but um, <laughs> it's legal now. And it's easier for me to get hold of that than it is for me to get hold of Sudafed. So, yeah. Well, I'm sorry you're stuffy, but I'm happy that next week is your birthday. I'm super happy next week is my birthday. I'm very excited about it. I love my birthday. I'm one of those people who is like. Um, if you will let me, I will have a birthday week because it's my birthday and I really enjoy it. The only thing that has changed basically in my whole life is I'm less excited to tell people how old I am. <laughs> um, but for the most part, um, otherwise I'm just as excited. I'm like, is there cake? Is there a party? Uh, in fact, on the 24th, I believe the 24th of November, um, because we tried to do it the day after my birthday on the 17th and it was booked. Uh, we are going to have a special karaoke event here in Portland. Um, it is called Kelly Oki, and I'm really excited about that. And no, I didn't make up that name. Um, oh, it was Jean McDonald who did. She texted me and said, how about some Kelly Oki in honor of your birthday? And I'm like, that's the best thing, like twice, of course. That probably means something in Japanese that you don't actually want associated with your birthday, but you know what? We'll go yeah. with it. We'll just go I'm with gonna it. I'm going to go with it for now, and uh, yeah. Yeah. That is fantastic. Maybe, maybe it means boogerhead in Japanese or something. I don't know. <laughs> I um, hope not. Well, I hope not, too. Well, I hope that the Kelioki is fabulous. Uh, in our house, we are celebrating... There's a birthday now. There's a birthday now. Today is my younger younger offspring's birthday, and... And she she has been agitating. She's been agitating for a number of things. She is she is a multiple. She's agitating on multiple fronts. Uh -huh. uh, but one of the things she'd been agitating for a long time for <laughs> was Sims Four for Mac, which she did receive. The Ooh. other thing, the other thing she was agitating for, is a Nintendo 3DS, um, which which yeah. she also received. Um, but this past weekend, when my wife and my elder daughter and I were visiting the Brooklyn Flea, big, big indoor flea market, normally outdoor, currently indoor flea market in Brooklyn. Um, there is a flea market vendor called Dan's Parents House. Yeah. Yes, which if you look for the hashtag Dan's Parents House on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see pictures of this wonderful stuff that he has, including a Star Wars-themed poster featuring C-3PO and uh, R2-D2 that says, Parents of Earth, are your children fully vaccinated? Which is quite remarkable. Um, it's from 1979. <laughs> like droids care about vaccination. It's it's awesome. But also in the collection that we saw there last weekend was a full original Nintendo Entertainment System. <gasps> and my elder daughter, who is uh, has a has a has a bit of the has a bit of the devil in her, um, 
said, you know what you got, or actually she, she picked up on, I said, it was, it was my wife's suggestion. Sorry. I'm giving, I'm giving demon credit to my daughter, undue but credit. undue okay. credit it was my wife's suggestion, which she just pointed out to me again. My wife said, Ooh, we should get that for younger daughter. Uh, and tell her it's it's Happy birthday. it's the it's DS the it's the you Nintendo wanted. you wanted and young and elder daughter said ooh yes you really should I'm not even kidding <laughs> that's so. the kind of thing I would do to my brother so I totally approve of this plan yeah it did not it did not come to fruition um, I do that's really tragic I am taking up a collection though for that um, that uh, C3PO and R2D2 poster I am taking up a collection for it because it is you should fan- it's an awesome fantastic. poster. Speaking of posters, I actually got an early birthday gift from Mr. Kelly. Um, I have uh, on on the walls in the office here where I'm sitting and recording um, two things that uh, two of my favorite things that I of my, of all my things actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two of the 24 by 36 inch Think Different posters. Ooh. One of them is the Jim Henson one with Kermit over his shoulder. And the other one I have is the photo of Ansel Adams uh, standing with his camera with the the landscape behind him. And the reason I liked that one is mostly because um, it entertained my terrible sense of humor to be able to say I have an Ansel Adams photo when it's... A photo him. of Andy. It's sort yes. of meta. So for <laughs> me, that's really... To me, that's really funny. And, it, and at the time... Um, it was the late 90s, and I think I got it for about $12, and I was like, and he's like an, an interesting landscape photography person, so that's one that I can put up that Mr. Kelly will also enjoy, because Mr. Kelly is a fan of his work, so I was like, this will work. So um, uh, I have those two posters, and then um, for my, well, he said, it's November close enough, and presented me with a third for my collection, and it is the Alfred Hitchcock poster. Ooh. Yes. It's very exciting to me, because now I have three of them. Um, so I like this one a lot, and it explains the weird conversations he has had with me over the last couple of months about, like, if you were going to get another Think Different poster, and I'm like, I'm not. They're hundreds of dollars. <laughs> um, in fact, I created my eBay account in... 1999 and the reason I remember that is because I created it in order to buy original vintage Star Wars action figures for the top of my wedding cake what yeah <laughs> and then um cause... I'm sorry I just I just left my geek card at the door I apologize <laughs> Um, and then uh, while I was shopping for those, I was like, wow, there's all kinds of crazy stuff on eBay. And I went, wait, a Jim Henson Think Different poster for $12 and $3 shipping? I could have that for $12. That does, so seem, that does seem like the sort of thing you should have for $12. Yeah. I was like, uh, Muppet, hello. By the way, we're also recording on Sesame Street's birthday. I feel like oh, I happy that. birthday, Sesame Street. What, another of my favorite things of all the things is Sesame Street. Um, there is a picture. If you want to put a link in the show notes, you can, because there's a picture on my Flickr stream that I took of um, a photo of me when I was very small. And the backdrop, uh, it was like a professional photo, and the backdrop is uh, looks like Sesame Street. There's like a street sign that says Sesame Street and everything. And uh, it's me wearing a red and blue and yellow striped shirt <laughs> under a jumper. <laughs> 
uh, with Bert under one arm and Ernie under the other because when my mom took them away from me for the photographer to take the picture, I cried. So he said, I know how to solve this problem. And he changed the backdrop to Sesame Street. I got to keep my dollies. Everyone was happy. You know, sometimes those are the compromises you need to make. They really are. Plus, it gave me a really great thing. Speaking of, of torturing other siblings, um, I'm, my brother saw that picture and was like, when did you go to Sesame Street? And I'm like, oh, it's way before we got you. And like, Bert was really nice, even though he was really <laughs> grumpy about everything. And Ernie was awesome. And Big Bird is so tall. Yeah. And of course, he went in tears to my mother, who tried to explain to him that it was all made up. And he didn't believe her, because why would I lie about getting to meet Big Bird? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was actually... <laughs> I had a lot of fun with it. I was like six um, and it was great. But uh, I have all, I have loved Muppets for, like I said, as long as I can remember. I mean, I was six and, you know, I had this this three year old photo already at that point of me and Bert and Ernie. And uh, one of the things that I always liked about about Sesame Street and about the Muppet show and, and all the Muppet stuff that we got up until sort of this new iteration is that the Muppets were like the old definition of family friendly like there were jokes in there that the adults could get but they weren't like mean and they weren't uncomfortable and then there was like the tripping and falling and the pie in the face sort of slapstick stuff that the kids would like so like everybody could sit and watch that and not be bored and like everyone got a different kind of entertainment out of it and that was always the thing i really liked about the muppet show and watching them as an adult um, the three seasons that are out on DVD because they won't release season four and season five even though I keep emailing them and asking them why and all they keep saying is thank you for your interest but it's not like I'm really worked up about it at all um, is that <laughs> they're totally they're funny to me now in a completely different way than they were when I was a kid yeah and it's but they're super fun they're still like I get why my mom didn't complain about me really wanting to watch the Muppet show every week like, it was something we could all do together. And there's not a lot of that anymore. And I feel like that's something that really needs to make a comeback. Well, I think you could make that happen. I think you can start that movement. <laughs> well, the Muppets are back, but it doesn't seem... It, it seems like maybe it could be a kid's show, but it sort of isn't. Like, right now, maybe it's just that they're still finding their feet and trying to appeal to everybody who grew I, up with the Muppets. But... I, see, I see the flaw in that logic. They have no feet. <laughs> we just need the show to find its feet uh sir <laughs> we've, we've, we've an that. issue yeah they do exist i know we saw kermit ride a bike that's true kermit has feet yeah and Fozzie has feet yes but but they but the feet we know that most of the muppets by and large, no. by and large they ain't got feet right feet are not what they have you know what they probably do have <laughs> To be honest, is mm-hmm. is new Apple TVs, um, I'm like sure like some like some other people, like some other non Muppet Americans we could we could cite. <laughs> uh, what on like both earth? Of us, for example, hold on, hold on a second. Someone, someone is playing with the Alexa. Hold on, what? Is, <laughs> what the hell? It's singing Happy Birthday. I must make it stop. Hold on. Okay, that was surreal. <laughs> uh, so earlier in the evening, 
<laughs> I told my Amazon Echo to play Happy Birthday for for my daughter because I thought yeah. that was funny because she loves the Echo. She goes, yeah. she goes, it's in the bathroom in the morning. She goes and takes a shower. She says, um, name of Echo, which I will not repeat now because I'm sitting too close to it. <laughs> she says, play, play Beethoven and play, you know, plays classical mm-hmm. music, which is awesome. But earlier I told it to play, uh, happy birthday. And apparently I said something within earshot that made it think that I told it to start playing again. <laughs> in <the next> <laughs> room. Oh no. So speaking of devices that listen to you. Yeah. Uh, the new Apple TV is a, is a, the shipping and they're out and everybody is uh, in love with them. Uh, and you know, they're fa- the fabulous. They're really fantastic. I'm, this is Donald Trump doing an av- I'm Donald Trump. Huge. They're going to be huge. We're going to make a wall of Apple TVs and we're going to use it to uh, keep the Netflix out. It's going to be great. We're going to make America couch potatoes again. So so everybody, you know, I know I know these people. I'm I Tim Cook and I are very close. We've been very good friends in my imagination and I'm telling you <laughs> that this is the biggest thing since Eddie Q's come over. And I know these things. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Only 20 minutes in. We've completely lost the thread. We're so far afield. <laughs> the, um, the Apple TV. It's a thing. Apple TV, it's you real. have one. I have one. I have one. You have one. What, now, uh, my only initial, my initial issue was that I didn't turn on didn't turn on the actual television set soon enough to see the message saying, please hold your remote close to your Apple TV to pair it. So for the first um, hour or so, I was frustrated in using my universal remote, which worked great. Yeah. Um, but once I figured out that I needed to pair the, pair the remote, pair the remote, everything's been fine. The screensavers. Oh, my gosh. Oh, they're so neat. Oh, my gosh. I really like them. I don't, I don't see anybody who doesn't. Yeah. Who, who's not going to like them? I, well, I wish that they, I could have it on my computer. You can. Oh? There, yes, it's called Arial. It's a GitHub project. Um, hey. And you can find it. Uh, you can find it on the GitHub. It was linked off of 9to5, uh, a couple other places. Um, nice. So Arial Screensaver, if you just Google the old Arial Screensaver Mac... Um, you will find, there it is, it's John Coates, so github.com slash John, J-O-H-N, Coates, capital C-O-A-T-E-S, slash Ariel with a capital A. So it cool. is It is basically f- scraping the feed. Um, so mm-hmm. the, these screensavers are on a, are on a an non-public URL, right. video feeds that Apple has, but that's what this little framework to do it. There's even a Windows one. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, they're, they are... Very, very nice. And for people who um, really enjoy them and want to check them out even sooner, the other thing that you can do is, um, I think it's the TV button on the Siri remote. You can press it twice quickly, mm. and it will take you straight away to Screensaver. You can drop in and out like that. I, did, I, not know, I did not know that. I think, um, we, I think we both learned something. <laughs> we did. Um, and the thing, so far, the thing that I have noticed about it is that... Um, I was sort of under the impression that Apple, when it was still a hobby, of course, because it's totally not a hobby now, right? Um, when it was still a hobby, the Apple TV was the was an, was an iOS accessory. Like, you have an iPhone or an iPad, 
and the Apple TV makes it more awesome. But now, I think well, um, I think it was also a Mac accessory because remember the original yeah. original Apple TV predated iOS right. by several years. That's so true. it was an iTunes accessory originally, yeah. and then it was a then it was an a Mac. A you know, Mac library accessory and an iOS accessory, but yes, it has never mm-hmm. been its own. It has never been its truly own thing, right? And so I sort of figured that was why the remote app that you could get from Apple was a thing, was so that you could continue to treat the Apple TV as though it's an accessory. Uh, I too found that it worked with my universal remote out of the box, and so it wasn't until I started walking through all the settings mm-hmm. that it was like, it was like pair remote and i'm like it's not paired and then i was oh oh okay there we go fixed um the thing that i thought was sort of frustrating was that when you walk through the setup it's like do you want to do this with your iphone and i'm like that would be awesome so i did but really all it did was it popped up one screen one time and said enter your password here and i could use my ios keyboard for it and that was it yeah, it found your Wi-Fi network, which makes no sense if you connect your Apple TV with Ethernet, like mm-hmm. all good people should. Yes. And so, just you know, we're we're watching you. <laughs> so it's so to me, it was sort of a, a I guess a disappointing experience because then um, I had to go through and set everything up. You know, HBO Go with a username and with a, with an email address and a password, Netflix. With an email address and a password. And, and as Jeff Carlson said, a brilliant headline for the, for the Seattle Times, the new Apple TV, TV is great, but there's one freaking thing. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. brilliant. I think someone said, um, uh, if you like entering passwords in the most painful method possible, you're going to love the new Apple TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and in fact, that's another thing, by the way, that I saw at the Brooklyn Flea last weekend, which is the keyboard inspiration for uh, the original Apple TV. I will put that in the show notes. Oh, um, please do. Yeah. It, you'll you'll see what I mean when I do that. Yeah. Um, overall, as an experience, I have liked playing games with it. Mm. Um, Crossy Road is fun. Um, and it's entertaining on a giant screen, of course. Um, so far... I haven't seen a lot of, like, co-op stuff. Like, I've seen stuff where, like, you can both play on the same screen together, but I'm not seeing a lot of co-op stuff, which is one of the things that Nintendo's really good at, which is why I really like having my my, uh, Nintendo system, is that, uh, like, everybody in the room can play the game at the same time, and that's really fun. And so far, I haven't seen a lot of that yet on the Apple TV, but again, you know, it's still fresh off the showroom floor, and there's a lot of people that that um, haven't had time to really build something super awesome and super cooperative for it yet. So I'm hoping, you know, and of course the, the app store, there is an app store on the Apple TV now. And uh, that's really cool, except that discovery is still really hard. So uh, if you know of an awesome Apple TV game to play, I'm totally there. So... Okay. Let me know what it is. Please give us a shout. And Mike, tell the people how they can get a hold of us. They can get a hold of us via our website at aftershowpodcast.com, yeah. on the Twitters at the underscore aftershow, and individually, Kelly is at Verso on Twitter, and I am at Mike T. Rose on the Twitters. Yeah. So that's how they can get a hold of us. So let us know, because you're probably looking for some fun games too, right, for once in a while. I am, you know, I downloaded, um, I have downloaded a couple. I haven't had a chance to play them yet, to be honest. Yeah. 
Um, I um, I did get the the classical music one that was highly recommended. That uh, the name of which escapes me now. This is great. You know, it's like I need to be sitting in front of the Apple TV. <laughs> and this part was awesome. Um, but you know, I I. I think that the the network apps or the apps that depend on your your cable or satellite provider for activation, that activation process is a lot easier because of course they put up a URL that you go to on your mm-hmm. device on your computer or your device and then you activate from there and they yeah. just know that they're you're logged in. But yes, the the purchase process from the app store because you have to put in your password again with the stupid yeah. text entry system. Um, it's painful, and it actually made me want to change my my iTunes password to a, you know... To something easier. Well, to a countable string. Like, I'm going to yeah. do 15 eights and uh, 27 Ts, you know? Something <laughs> something where I could just count it off. Yeah. Um, because it's it, because it'd be a lot easier. But, right. um, but I didn't do that. So, don't, guys, don't try to hack my iTunes password by putting in 15 eights and 27 Ts. It will not work. Um... <laughs> So that it, was, now that would be a good password though. F I F T E E N eight S A N D T W E N T. That would be a really that good would, password. That would be a great password because you would tell it to people and they wouldn't be able to they still wouldn't exactly. get it. Exactly. Nobody would be able to tell. <sighs> All right. So the thing about the thing so far about it that I'm the most curious about, because this is the big unknown again, um, most people haven't had a lot of time to develop. I want to know what's going to come out for the Apple TV that's going to be great and useful and not a game. Okay. I don't know what that's going to be. <laughs> um, like, well, like in the iPad, when we first saw the iPad, I could see a lot of potential in the iPad. Like, I can see where that would be fun for games, but I can also see where somebody could get really good with that on-screen keyboard and be able to c- crank out a lot of text, like, at a conference or something like people would really be able to to carry this around maybe even instead of a laptop if they were trying to take notes and you know and then like I could see a lot of ways that somebody could use a a screen of a reasonable size Mm -hmm. that didn't have a keyboard attached in a bunch of ways and then we've seen loads of ways that you can use it and that it can be a really great tool that never ever would have occurred to me so what I'm curious about with the Apple TV is where that's going to go. Cause I feel like, you know, it's, it's a little more limited because it's primarily not a mobile device, obviously. Um, so well, I mean, the sorts of the, stuff that it, you can take it out and do is sort of limited. It, it is, as we know, the, the best, the best Apple TV is the one you have with you. Um, <laughs> so, so anything is portable. Right. Um, there, there are degrees of utility. Um, and I knew, I know people right. who, who carry an Apple TV with them for presentation use. Oh, for sure. Um, which is, you know, weird. The new one actually at least will do a better job of allowing you to airplay even if, um, you're on unfamiliar Wi-Fi. Right. Uh, which is great. But, but yes, to your point, the, the, the portability is not, it's not the key value proposition for this no. device. It really is about how, how are you going to create that wonderful living room experience? And, Right. There is a there is an open question as to what what people want to do in their living rooms interactively other than play video games mm-hmm. and watch television both of which they've been able to do extremely successfully by playing video games 
and watching television <laughs> for several decades now. We kind of have both those activities pretty well dialed in. They're pretty dialed in. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I think there is a, you know, if they, if they have a webcam, there's, um, there's possibilities there. there yeah. If they've got a, a homework helper app of some sort or a Trivial Pursuit family. Like, I, li- I think yeah. the, the co-op gaming thing that you're talking about, or co-op something, yeah. co-op learning, co-op activity, there's a cooking app, which is quite interesting. Oh. Um, there's a couple recipes apps. So there's stuff, people are going to try stuff. And I think people are going to try stuff mm-hmm. in, in much the same way they did with the early iOS apps. Yeah, um, which was fun. Yeah. I really love watching. Thousand Flowers Bloom. Yeah, I love watching how all that innovation happens and the connections that other people make that are just so obvious to them that I would never, ever see. And I am always really into whatever, finding out whatever it is that people are doing. That doesn't mean it has to work for me. That doesn't mean it's necessarily the thing that I really need in life. But I'm always super excited to see it. So whenever that stuff happens, um, I always really want to know because it's very interesting to me to see how other people are using the same thing that I have. Yeah. And, and and other very clever people. I mean, that's the question yeah. is like, what is the what is the developer community the developer community, what are what are smart developers gonna do with this device and with this form factor? And they yeah. again, same thing. Been pent up demand for an app store there for years. Mm-hmm. So you know So here it is. So here it is. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What do you do, <laughs> smart guy? Uh, yeah. Your move. <laughs> um. Pop quiz. Oh, uh, damn it. I'm going <laughs> to. And that is why I didn't say it. Because <laughs> I knew I wouldn't be able to get it. To, Fix to not it in it. post. There we go. Yeah. Um, the th- So I, too, am interested because, like you said, people for so long have been going App Store, App Store, App Store, App Store. Well, here it is. And Plex is in it, which is the thing that I used to hear people say the most if I would say, what do you want from the App Store for the Apple TV? Most of the time, I just heard the word games, or I heard the word Plex. Those were the two things. Games, 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 Plex, Plex, games, Plex. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. And then every once in a while, someone would say Amazon Prime, and oh, how we'd laugh. (laughs) Because Prime Video, not in the App Store. I think Amazon Now would be be really something for the the Apple TV, because you say, hey, Siri... Get me cookies and cream, mm-hmm. and an hour later, bam, you cook, bam. There's the cookies and cream. Yeah. So dangerous, but exciting. Well, yeah, dangerous for whom is really because <laughs> Amazon's like, yes, please, we will give you a button you can stick to the washer to push when you're out of soap. Yeah, we should be everywhere you want to be, and so like. That's the kind of stuff that I'm I'm waiting to see happen, and and also sort of the, I am entertained by the the utter lack of Amazon Prime Video app for the Apple TV, and the reason for that is because uh, at the end of October, Amazon pulled everything that didn't support Amazon Prime Video from their store. You can't buy an Apple TV from Amazon anymore, which is just not right. Well, right. the, the reason it's funny is because then Apple came out and said, you know, lots of people have been asking about an Amazon Prime app, and Amazon has not submitted one to the Apple TV App Store. Mm. So it's not like 
Amazon's going, we tried and tried and gosh darn, they just wouldn't let us over there, those mean old Cupertino people. Like, that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. So. So, so imaginary Amazon Prime apps. Yeah. Actual games that we're not sure anyone wants to play yet. Um, yeah. And remotes that we you have to think to pair. Um, yeah. And it's early days. Everybody's everybody's excited. Everybody, there's a lot of possibilities. I believe that the Apple TV is likely to replace the Fire Stick as the primary um, Netflix device. Yeah. The 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 PND on my <laughs> HDMI. Um, yeah. Because because there is you know I, I, frankly the original the older Apple TV was the primary Netflix device until it's just basically stopped working. It would crash as soon as mm-hmm. you launch the Netflix app, and then you have to wait for it to reboot. Um, so this isn't doing that. So that's Hooray. exciting. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. The uh, iPad Pro shipping next week, I yeah. believe, which is exciting for people who have extraordinarily large pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, to hold all that money that they can then fork <laughs> over and then fill that self-same pocket with a giant iPad. <laughs> for all the money. Because oh, it, it is not cheap. It's not cheap. It's true. No. Um, and also, the beta Apple Music app for Android. Goodness gracious. I feel kind of bad for those guys. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> no, it's just because um, like one of the things that was, that was to make development easier on iOS was something called auto layout, which sometimes comes back and bites people. But for the most part, it makes it so that if you have a universal app and somebody wants to run it on an iPhone 4 or an iPad mini, or an iPad Pro, it works on all those devices. It hmm. just works. So that it, so that people don't have to generate 27 different screen sizes of everything for everything. And yet, on the Android team, there's no, to my knowledge, there is no such Android development equivalent of auto layout, which allows you to say, this always goes in the top left corner, this always goes in the bottom right corner, regardless of the size of the screen. So... It's going to be interesting to me to see how the Apple Music app actually runs on all these different Android devices. Because there is no there is no Lord hardware executioner to be like, it will be this many pixels by this many pixels. And that's that. Now I'm imagining the costume <laughs> of the the very light, very lesser known Mikado Gilbert and Sullivan character, <laughs> the Lord UI executioner. <laughs> I probably still remember the song too. I was in that show. The Lord High Executioner. <laughs> See, I, I mean, the Lord UI executioner <laughs> is the uh, it, when they when they do. They're, I mean, they're doing Steve Jobs the opera in London. <laughs> now but when they do steve jobs the operetta oh god we are so there three galaxies from school are we (laughs) (laughs) your pixels are too close too close to each other each other oh Oh, no all right all right fellow (laughs) listeners your job your mission should you this is great because we get to assign you stuff that you never do and we don't care your your mission, should you choose to accept it, is the the geek themed, Apple themed, Gilbert and Sullivan song titles. <laughs> the hashtag shall be shared oh, on the Twitter no. account 
Apple, Gilbert and Sullivan Apple, or Gilbert and Sullivan will figure it out. We don't know yet. Yeah. We're going to work that out after the show. But that will be that hashtag will be there. Check out our feed at uh, at the underscore after show and tell us your song <laughs> titles in the spirit of Lord UI Executioner. We're looking at you, Chris Miller and Jonathan Holbert. We are looking at you. And Chris Fuller, by the way, congratulations to you and your <gasps> family. Uh, Congratulations, we're not, we're Chris Fuller. Not, we're not gonna, we're, we'll talk about it afterward. We're just going to. Okay. I told them. I told them. Yes. There's. A, there's. There's. A, there's something to be congratulated about. So we're congratulating. All right. You go, Chris. Congratulating. Fuller. Congratulating the listeners. Um, so there is no Lord Hardware Executioner, as you said. <laughs> no. Oh, but there will be. <laughs> there is now. Um, um, so the. So the. So the device. Um, the device fragmentation may make it harder to create a compelling Apple Music experience. Now, I will tell you. Yeah. I will tell you that about uh, about six months to a year ago, I had this conversation with the guys from uh, DJ mm-hmm. when they introduced their Android app, DJ yeah. for Android. And basically, what they said is that was the, they they held off on doing that engineering and building that app for a long time because Android, the operating system, did not have enough of a sense of device independence for them to be able to do it to create sure. the UI that they wanted. That changed. And- for people who don't know, DJ, uh, I have it on my iPad and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it literally gives you like a mixing board so that you can, and it's spelled D-J-A-Y for people who are looking and for the com- it. And the, the company is, from, is Algorithm, al- yeah. like Algorithm spelled as though it were... Um, reggae. Reggae, yes. <laughs> so can't really, you can can't put, really put too fine a point on it. Just, no, just you is. can put like one song into one side and one song into the other side, and you can switch back and forth between them and beat match and adjust the speeds and everything. And what? It, it's they great. Have a, they have an Apple Watch version now. I know what <laughs> these guys are crazy. I know. <laughs> I was. I'm like, that's the tiniest little mixy majigger. Like, how would you even? I don't know. But you see, the thing is, you just you just move your hand around as though it's on a turntable, and you scratch. No, oh, just kidding. no, no, I'm kidding. That's not actually how it works. <laughs> That would be awesome. You can sense your hand in relation to the screen, and you wicka, wicka, wicka. exactly. That would be awesome, but that's not how it works. No, the Lord, which is a bummer. The Lord, but. the Lord UX executioner is coming for me. <laughs> Probably, but it is a very cool app, and I totally understand why they would have to hold off on building it because none of that stuff was really there. And I think there's probably also a certain amount of of people sort of waiting for the device market to kind of settle down. Cause like, since we started recording the show, another Android. Device <laughs> only, only five hours ago and it's come out now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. <laughs> um, but I think, but I do think it is, it is interesting to see Apple um, making a move into the Android. This is the first app. Apple application for Android, whereas no, it's not. No, well, that Apple built from scratch, yes, because there's that move to iOS app oh, that they built. They bought that off of somebody yeah, else. Well, though, and I, wrapped it up in in Apple. I don't. Management. I don't count that as an app. I mean, that's an app you only use once and then you throw your phone away. I mean, it's, it's true. Not, it's not like, really yeah, the UI. The UI is not really the point. Like yeah. the user experience is not going to make or break you on that. It could be the right. ugly, the world's ugliest button. You only got to tap it once. It doesn't matter. It's one button. Yeah. Um, so. so this is true. But yeah, I and I think if I were looking to get into development, I think that 
I would probably rather start with iOS because even there, you know, you're dealing with four or five screens generally for the most part, you know, if you especially if you're looking at an iPhone only app. So and then, you know, because auto layout helps scale some of that for you, it takes some of that design jiggery pokery out of the equation and it makes it so you can actually build something more more efficiently and have it work better for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I think that that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm very interested if you have an Android device. I have a Nexus 7 that I... is running the L1 Lollipop. So I'm not entirely certain I can even install the Apple Music app. So I'm not sure. Plus, I'm no longer a subscriber, so I probably can't do anything really with it anyway. But um, I don't know how well it would work on my device. I don't know how well it would work for anybody else. If you have one and you try it, please let us know because I am really curious how Apple is approaching Android development. I have one, actually. It's sitting in a, in a cabinet, but I could pull it out and try it. Yeah. Uh, not not you oh. know right now during the show. Yes, but this minute. We'll no, wait. No, I've already had to run out and fix the <laughs> stupid I know. Amazon Amazon NSA yes. tower. Um <laughs> Yeah. The thing the thing that's listening to me. Um <laughs> so I mean we are we are obviously getting back on our cadence here uh and we're going to we're going to, you know, as we always say, we're going to try to do better. Yes. But um, but we welcome your your ideas for the show. Yes. Do we not? I think we do. Always, yeah. Okay. I've asked for two already. We gave them homework. We give them homework. You got to come up with the song titles. Come on, listeners. Come on, listeners. That's not one of the song titles. That's not a song title. That's not a song title. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> um, but we we will we will be listening for you. Uh, on the Twitters, on our iTunes comments, on our website, on our emails, on our tin cans and string. Yes. As we head into the imminent holiday season, now that we're past the Halloween. So I think probably probably the next show will be will be Thanksgiving weekend. Is that right? Something Could like be. that, yeah. Could be. Somewhere around there. So that's going to we're, we're going to get into our gift guide. It's time for the gift guide. It time for totally the holiday is. gift guide. Um, oh, just you wait until you see what I've got for the gift guide this year. Uh, Boy, howdy, as the kids say. I cannot wait. I also, um, what was I also happy about? Oh, I wanted to congratulate um, two people that are friends of mine. Okay. Um, number one, uh, Glenn Fleischman. Hey, uh, of, I know Glenn. Of Macro Fan. Yes, you do. And the yeah. Pacific Northwest, he is uh, he is kicking off at the Wire Cutter. He um, is. Yes, he's going to be a, he's going to be a contributing editor a contributing editor there, I believe. Yeah. Um, which is he's great. At large and like working on some stuff for the Sweet Home, their sister site, I think, as well. Yes. And that's going to be awesome. So we congratulate him, and we also congratulate um, a dear friend of mine, the one and only Mr. Ross Rubin. Ross! Who, who, Ross is now going to be a um, a consumer analyst at App Annie, Ooh. which is fantastic. He's going to continue working on his site, Backerjacker. Yeah, uh, Backerjack. Backerjack, which focuses on crowdfunding, but he's now working at App Annie, which is fantastic. And so, congratulations! To you him go, as Ross. Well. Is there anyone else for our good news section that we want to include? Um. Just yay, Ross. That's really exciting. I'm super um, looking forward to seeing how 
how his expertise helps app Annie because that's going to be pretty cool. I am so. I am also looking forward to it. Um, for those yeah. of you who are in the New York area, this uh, upcoming Wednesday, November eighteenth, uh, I will be at the Javits Center for the Salesforce Salesforce World Tour New York. Uh, if you are also going to be there, come on and look me up. Come find me. Awesome. And uh, Kelly, again, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and app.net as Verso. And you can find me writing things occasionally over at MacObserver.com. And sometimes on the Daily Observations podcast there. And occasionally I have a guest spot on the British Tech Network Big Show or Mac Show, depending on the week. And I have also been known to have an occasional, very occasional guest spot on the British Tech Network (laughs) Mac Show. Uh, depending on the mood Ewan is in and my schedule. Yes. Um, and you can also find me on the Twitters at Mike T. Rose. My personal site, sadly neglected, is <laughs> geekparent.com. So I think that about wraps it up for us. Kelly, thank you so much for making the time in your evening to uh, to chat today. Sure. And we will be back in some not too long but somewhat undefinable period of time. So yeah. meanwhile... Uh, I'm Mike Rose. This has been Kelly and Mike on The After Show. We'll catch you next time.